0: Hey guys, it's Rebecca Price. I wanted to come on here and just do uh, something really quickly. Uh, I have um, a communion cup in my hand and I was getting ready to take communion and I just became very overwhelmed uh, with just, just very overwhelmed in in my spirit and uh, the Lord just started bringing some things to my mind and and I wanted to share this with, um, I wanted to share this with you guys very quickly. It may just be a couple minutes, but, uh, Whenever, you know, I I stop to do things like this, I think about the importance of being still. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And, you know, it's hard today, or at least we make it hard to be still because we, you know, everything is fast paced. We, we want a fast paced society where it's, you know, everything is just going a million miles an hour. And we say we don't have time, but the truth is we don't make time. I mean, if we're going to be truthful about things, um, we really don't make time to, to really be still before the Lord. And, um, and I thought about this today while I was thinking, just, you know, meditating on Jesus and thinking about things and, the reason God tells us to be still is because I think that if we're not careful, because we, you know, some of us are in churches uh, or, you know, whatever, and, and we you hear the word on a regular basis or you read the word on a regular basis, sometimes the story of Jesus can become cliche to us. Sometimes it can become um, where we hear it so much that we really don't, we really don't appreciate it like we should. And I'm, I'm really talking to myself and Jesus will never become cliche, but when we'll, we make him that way sometimes, because if you hear the same things over and over again, sometimes you 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 dismiss them or you ignore them. And very rarely do we really think, you know, we, there are some churches that teach that God is so removed from us, that God is so removed and so separated and, 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 uh, and we can never have a relationship with him because he's so holy and we're not holy. And, and to me, that, that whole thing is defeated about God being so removed from us in, the, in who Jesus is. God, who is everything, knows everything, owns everything, gave everything everything for us. He did not withhold his only son. Think about that. The God of the universe who created everything, who is in, who controls everything, who this, I mean, everything is in his power, did not withhold his only son. He said, I love them so much. I care about them so much. I want to reach them that even though they screwed up in the garden, even though they messed up, I want to redeem them to myself. And if that means that I have to send Jesus if Jesus is the only one that can make things right, if I have to send Jesus to, to redeem them to myself, I'll do that. God didn't withhold anything. He gave us everything. And Jesus, who didn't deserve to die, underwent the, the, the worst torture imaginable because no one, you know, n- uh, people had been crucified before, but no one had been crucified for the, sin, for the sins of man. No one had been crucified for the sins of the whole world. He carried the weight of sin. And I, I, don't even, I don't even know what that feels like. No one can know what that feels like because no one can walk the steps that Jesus walked and, and give give because Jesus was not murdered. They did not take his life from him. He laid it down. He gave his life. It was a gift for us. And how many times do we miss that because we just hear it over and over again because we really don't stop to think about that. Everything is about him. God gets all of the glory. You know, people who argue about... That's why today it's such a joke when when you have people... When you have children of God that want glory and credit for themselves. You know, we go back to to the Tower of Babel. Because, you know, they, they wanted to make a name for themselves. Why? Did, why should God get all the glory? Why should God get the credit? Let's build a tower. Let's make a name for ourselves. And here, the the selfish, selfish spirit that says, "I want the credit. I want the glory. Why should I have to serve God? Why should I have to do that?" Same spirit Lucifer had. I want to be worshipped. I want the fame. I want the glory. I want the credit. Everything is about him. Everything is due him. All glory is due his name. Why? 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 Why is God? Why is God the only one that gets credit? Why is God the only one that gets the glory? gets the glory on the earth because the reason that Jesus gets the glory is because he's the only one worthy of it in revelation uh John said I want to go I want to read this real quick I want to read this in revelation just so I don't I don't quote you wrong I'm going to go to the book of revelation uh let's see All right. Um, here we go. Revelation 5 verse 1. And I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written with and a scroll written within and on the back sealed with seven seals, and I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, "Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals?" And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look into it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Don't you get it? John wept. He felt a huge rush of hopelessness over himself because they were asking, who is worthy? Who's worthy to open the scroll? Who's worthy to open the seals? And it said no one on the earth, under the earth, but no one was found worthy. And he wept. This huge huge wave of hopelessness came over him like what are we going to do and then but then it says and he said he wept loudly and one of the elders said to me weep no more behold the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david which is jesus has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals And it says uh, later on, it says in verse nine, it says, and they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain. And by your heart, and by your blood, you ransomed people from for God, from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priest to our God, and they shall reign And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshipped. Don't you see the reason God gets all of the glory is because he's the only one that's worthy. There's no one that's worthy. There is no one that has walked this earth that is set that can say they have lived a perfect life, they have kept the law perfectly, that they've never sinned, that they are holy. Only Jesus, only God the Father, only the Holy Spirit, they're holy. God is holy, and he's the only one who is holy. And a holy, perfect God sent his only Son who was perfect and holy to die for people who are imperfect and unholy. Wretches who didn't deserve anything. But now thanks be to God. In Jesus Christ, we're sons, we're heirs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It just amazes me. Whenever I take the time, whenever I do what the Bible says, whenever I take the time to be still and, and, and know that He is God, God begins to open my eyes and I begin to appreciate things more. Because I meditate, I meditate on Jesus. I don't just—it's not just a fleeting thought, and it's something that I need to do more. This was such a reminder today of why it's important to be still, why it's important. So I want to remind you guys: don't listen to a, a a gospel that says that God is so far removed from us, and we can never have a relationship with Him, and and never have intimacy. Because God is so far, God proved. How much he wants to be close to us by sending his son, by bridging that gap, by redeeming us to himself. Those who were far off. I was reading that today about the Gentiles. Those who were far off have been brought near through the blood of Jesus Christ. God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Does that sound like a God that's separated? Does that sound like a God that's so far removed that doesn't want anything to do with you? That's not the God of God that we serve. That's not who God is. Thanks be to Jesus through his blood. Thank you, Jesus. God. The Holy Spirit brought the verse to my mind. Oh, man. And now I'm going to... Let me think. Hold on a second. He brought it to my mind today. It said, He who did not spare his own son, how will he, along with him, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Why should we have to worry? You know why should we even worry as, as his children what what we need? That's why God. That's why God says, don't worry about what you eat or drink or God knows you need these things. Don't worry about money. don't worry about these things because God God has given you everything already. He's given you Christ. He's he's redeemed you to himself. You don't think that he's going to take care of the small things. Because these things that are big to us and big in our eyes are nothing to him. Because he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns everything. God's like, quit worrying about these things. Quit chasing after these things. The pagans chase after those things. Don't chase after these things. He's like... Know what you have in Christ and then trust and believe that God will supply everything else. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. God who who so graciously and wonderfully gave us everything in his son. He gave up everything for us. Why would he not take care of everything else in our lives? Every, Every concern that we have, why would he not do that? He's a good God. So... I had to, had to get that out. I had to release that today. And, and I'm so thankful for the blood of Jesus. And I'm so thankful. And anybody who out there who, who doesn't believe that God loves them, who doesn't believe that God wants anything to do with them, you're so wrong. You've been deceived. You've been lied to. He gave up everything for you. Everything. He loves you. And He wants nothing more than for you to be brought near to Him. It's not, you know, following Christ is, is not just about raising your hand and on a on a church and getting counted in the masses of of, of salvations that are reported to whatever association or it's saying yes to Jesus, because Jesus Himself says count the cost. You're going to have to lay down things. You're gonna to have to put off the old man and put on the new. But but the cost is nothing to the gain. Of what you get, because you not only get a relationship with the Lord Most High, and to walk in truth and life, and 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 to spend eternity with Him, you, you you gain everything. We, oh man, I just read in Ephesians that we were blessed with with all blessings in Christ Jesus. I mean, it's it's a, oh man, it's 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 about a life, a life devoted to the greatest leader that will ever live and ever walk the face of the earth. The greatest shepherd, the greatest provider, the greatest lover, the greatest everything. It's a life devoted to him. A life walking in his footsteps. A life building the kingdom of God and spreading the kingdom of God, preaching the kingdom of God, living the kingdom of God every single day. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Who wouldn't want that? Who, who wouldn't want that? There is nothing, and I'm done, but there is nothing on this earth that is worth the price of your soul. Nothing. Nothing on this earth is worth, is worth, what, what good is it? The Bible says, what good is it for a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Paul says, because of Christ, because of the hope he has in Christ, to live is Christ. To die is gain. He's like, to live is Christ because I get to to do the will of of him who sent me. You know, do the will of God who purposed him and called him. To die means he gets to be with him. So it's a win-win. Be still and know that I am God. That's what God says in the Bible be still and know that he is God. He will be exalted. Exalted. Hallelujah. Love you guys. Um, And I pray that I pray that you fall in love with Jesus and if you've never met him before the Bible says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. A lot of people try to complicate that and make it something other than it is. But the Bible says, believe in Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Believe that he is the Savior. That his his sacrifice on the cross paid the penalty for your sin. That he is raised from the dead. And because of that, that you are raised to glorious eternal hope with him and in him. I love you guys. And I hope you guys have an excellent day, and I'll talk to you later.